It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an absolutely amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be absolutely terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. This week, I am celebrating, believe it or not, the four-year anniversary of my show. I can't believe how quickly this has gone, and I'm really excited about this. I mean, sometimes I just can't believe how different things are now than they were before. The people I've met, the opportunities that I've had come my way, chances to speak to people that I've admired my whole life and spend an hour with them. I mean, how unbelievable is that? A red carpet event that I got to do a couple of years ago for a book, a movie premiere, it just absolutely mind-blowing some of the things that I've gotten to experience and it causes me to very, be very thankful for where I am right now. Everything's not perfect, of course, but I've learned that when you are thankful for what you do have, then you'll end up having a lot more to be thankful for. And in those moments where I'm focused on everything that is not going well, I find myself being stuck, miserable, and ungrateful. And that's never, ever a good combination at all. So let me just ask, what are you most thankful for right now? Fixing your mind on those things will help you stay on a path that will be productive, constructive, and happy. So with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my very special guest this week. My guest is Ryan Steumann. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Ryan Steumann is a master salesman, best-selling author, speaker, consultant, entrepreneur, podcaster, and video maker, and he's not had a salaried job his entire life. By mastering the art of being a super effective communicator, Ryan has closed more transactions than he has time to add up. And with his no BS approach to making things happen, Ryan has been able to help high income and high net worth performers make adjustments in their businesses that have led to windfalls of profits for them. Ryan's primary background is in the mortgage industry. He was a loan officer in Dallas for almost 10 years, and during his time as an LO, he closed thousands of loans for people across the country. Ryan has been the top producing salesman at every sales job he's had. So whether you're selling cars, homes, financial services, or consulting, Ryan can help you generate more leads with higher quality increase your closing ratios, and show you how to charge premium fees for the items you sell. Ryan was born and raised in Texas, in Dallas, and is probably the proudest Texan you will ever meet. And he's also a father to the future greatest salesman in the world, and of course his name is Jax. Later in the show, Ryan will tell you how to hire him if you need to generate more quality sales leads for your organization. We will discuss all of these things and so much more in today's show. And with all that in mind, here is my very special guest, Ryan Steuben. Ryan, how are you? I am awesome, Brian. You know, we're, we could possibly get confused with each other here, Ryan and Brian. There's lots of rhyming. We should, like, have our own little rap song together since our names rhyme here, you know? Let's work on that. <laughs> let's let's work on that. I just may hold you to that. That might be kind of fun. That's awesome. Okay, we got the so first two lines already mapped out. We're on our way. We're well on we our way. We are on our way. We'll just have to – I'm not a beatboxer, so we'll have to find someone to do that. But anyway, here's the first question I always ask everyone, Ryan. Tell us how you got started. What's your background, your backstory, what you overcame? 
uh, how you got to where you are. And, and your book, Hardcore Closer, explains all of it. I know that there's not enough to fit in just, you know, five, six, seven minutes. But give us a synopsis of basically where you came from and what got you where you are. Well, <clears throat> I got where I'm at because I, I've made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, it's, 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 always, um, it's always fun for me to be able to share my story uh, with audiences like yours just because I, I, I can connect with almost everybody on some level or another because I've made so many mistakes that everybody on the planet's at least made one of them, right? Uh, just not all of them together. And just as an example, is, uh, I mean, I, I've been adopted I didn't grad. I didn't finish high school. Uh, you know, I, I've been in trouble with the law and had to go do some time in prison. And and I've just made a lot of mistakes when I'm young. And like your parents always warn you, those mistakes will come back to haunt you when you uh, get older. And I, and I've had those experiences of ups and downs that I've had to go through several times in my life and experiences later on down the road. Like you had mentioned that uh, I was in the mortgage business and and I was really successful in the mortgage business, but because of some mistakes I made when I was a teenager. Uh, I lost my financial license when I was 31, and and it forced me into the the online world where I'm doing now. And I started off doing uh, podcasting. Congratulations on four years, by the way. Uh, doing Thanks. anything for uh, any amount of time is awesome, but for four years to be able to still come up with material and and guests and everything else, dude, that's quite an accomplishment. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, no, no problem, man. And and, and so you know, I. Uh, I joined this online world once I lost my mortgage license. And uh, like I said, like Brian said, there's a, a book that tells you all about it. I'm here more to uh, pump you up today more than I am to let you down with all the mistakes I've made. But because right. of going through all those mistakes, I've, I've done the experiments to gain the experience uh, to be, become an expert. You know, I, I have been in uh, several dire situations where I've had to bounce back up from rock bottom and I think at this point in my life, if I could say that there's one good thing that or one thing that I'm good at and sure about, it's uh, starting all over from scratch. Uh, I'm not always good about making it to the very top, <laughs> but I am good about starting all over at scratch and taking fast action to get up and, and get moving. So, yeah, I think that has served you really well, though, because you've been in a variety of businesses and you started a lot of businesses and you are working on a lot of projects now. I mean, I'm part of your online Facebook group, and I'll ask you about that later on the show, how you got that going and how you build a solid, uh, thriving online group, because a lot of people, I think, would like to know more about that. But we'll get to that a, bit, a little bit later. But the idea of being willing to start over and recognizing when you are rock bottom, one thing that struck me in your book is that you were not afraid to take action. And when you have been surrounded yourself with people who didn't want to take action, that's when things kind of fell apart. So does that make it hard to trust people or does it make it easier to rely on yourself? What, what's your whole take on that? Well, you know, I'm definitely a control freak and uh, it is hard to rely on other people. There's, uh, there's no secret there, you know, because especially in, in the business that I do these days, you know, like nobody can sell me better than me. Right. Uh, nobody can create the, the particular funnels better than me. But I'm the CEO of a company these days and I have to really stop thinking like a salesman, which is hard because that's where my brain is and that's where my thought process goes first. And uh, I re it really has been difficult for me giving up control. But I've learned over the years, you know, we always try to have business partners and give up half the control to one person. And I've learned over the years having to go through a, a variety of business partners and ventures for different reasons is that it's not about getting a business partner and giving that person half the control or a large fraction of control. 
but rather getting people that can work with you as a part of your team and then giving smaller pieces of control to more people. That way there's not one person that could really run off and damage your whole organization, right? If you have a 50-50 relationship with somebody and they take 50% of either your money, your business, your funnels, or your assets, or whatever it is, then you're in big trouble. But if you have 10 employees who only have you know, 5% uh, control of what goes on in the company each, and one of them takes off, you're really not hurt, and it's easy to, uh, to replace them pretty quickly. Absolutely. And here's something else I want to ask you, because you've been in a number of situations where you were partnered up uh, professionally with people, some who did you right and some who did not. Have you come up with a philosophy of how you decide who to partner up with or even by extension who you decide to do business with? Because, I mean, you have several thriving companies now. How do you decide who is worth working with and who is not? You know, that's that's interesting. Uh, these days, yeah, I have gone through a variety of business partners and I, I really have no uh, bad blood against any of them at this point. You know, every every relationship at first, it can be rough, and then as time goes on, it, it heals, right? Uh, but, you know, with with the whole thing these days, I look for someone who's already thriving because, you know, I had a CPA a few years back uh, give me some really good advice when he drew up some papers for me and a business partner. The business partner said, yeah, we want to be 50-50 partners. And the CPA said, I highly suggest uh, you not be 50-50 because here's the deal. Both of you might feel 50-50 right now, but there's always somebody pulling more weight than the other person. And then what happens is if you're 50-50, but one person's pulling 70 and the other person's taking 30, then all of a sudden down the road, there's animosities and adequacies that come up and cause you to not like the other person as much. So we just need to, he looked at me and my business partner, he said, we just need to figure out who's going to outwork who at this point and give them the majority so that we can avoid all this down the road. And it is what it is. And I thought that's, that's really smart because you know, most people get in a partnership for one of two reasons, to be an energy producer, to lead the thing and equally pull off, or to be an energy demander, someone who's relying on the person they partnered up with to go uh, bring home the bacon, for lack of a better phrase. And it's rare that people get in a relationship, like in all, when it comes down to the core thought process, it's rare that people get into a business relationship or partnership at, and, and think, hey, we're going to pull a legit 50-50. What happens is one person takes off and the other person gets lazy or one person can't ever keep up to begin with, which you know can cause frustration because, I mean, like anybody else, if I'm out working you and we're getting paid the same, all of a sudden I've got a problem, you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So when you pick a business partner, do you look for people who are better at the things that you are not good at or do you look for someone who's pretty equal to you, if that makes sense? Yeah, I look at someone who can either – yeah, who's either better at some areas that I'm not uh, or or someone who can equally work. These days, I'm able to spot that pretty easy because I can tell who who's a hard worker and who is it. And I can look at their businesses before I join them. But when you're going through phases before, you know, it's not always been the way it is right now or where I have money and everything else. From going through phases where I was trying to, to get money, you can – I was a lot less selective on business partners. But at this point – uh, it's not a dire need to get a business partner as it is a, uh, uh, you know, hey, here's somebody who can really add to my strengths. But I, I'm definitely looking for someone who uh, there's no sense in both of us being good at the same things. It doesn't really do us or serve us very well. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. 
We've got less than a minute to our first break. My very special guest this week is Ryan Stuman. Let me just ask real quickly, and we'll talk about this a little bit more after the break, uh, but as you review where you've been versus where you are now, did you have any inkling or any dream that you would be where you currently are right now based on where you've been? Well, you, you know you always want it, and you, you know that anything's possible because that's the, the time and, and place that we live in. Uh, but once you get it, you're like, wow, man, you know, there, there is a surreal feeling that comes with the fact of, you know, living, I live in a very nice area in a penthouse and have a really good life. And, and it's a life that I designed all along. And then one, one, one day I kind of look back and I'm like, wow, I have everything that I wanted. And uh, it's, it's definitely a surreal feeling. You always want it, but when it really happens, you're like, wow, I actually made it happen. You know, it's, it's awesome. hard to explain. You bet. And this is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Ryan Steumann. We will come right back. Please don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very, very special guest this week is Ryan Stuman. He is the author of the book Hardcore Closer. You can find it on Amazon. I'm sure Ryan will tell you where else you can find it. He's got a website. I'll let him tell you about that in just a second. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Success Profiles Radio. So go ahead and like that page. Uh, leave a comment. Greet me. I'll follow you back if you've got a page. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also find me on LinkedIn. You can also download and subscribe 
to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. And if you'd like to leave a review, preferably a five-star if you believe I deserve it, that would be really fantastic. It helps the ratings. The show is very consistently ranked in the What's Hot list on iTunes in the careers category, and I couldn't be happier about that. I also do have a book writing coaching program. So if you have a nonfiction book inside you just dying to come out, I will help you do that, and we'll see if we're a good fit. And if we are, that's great. If we're not, I'll tell you, and I'll guide you in the right direction. So here we are, Ryan. Let's talk about your book, Hardcore Closer. How did this idea come about for you to write this, and why did you write it? Well, you know, uh, people have always that. I've lived an interesting life. Obviously, we just barely touched on that in the the last segment there. And people have always said, man, you should write a book, dude. You should tell that story. And uh, Because I'm I'm the guy that, like, you know – get to hanging out at the bar and tell stories or whatever. And, you know, the, yeah, I'm one of the guys that's like, hey, hey, Ryan, tell this, tell this guy that story about that one time, right? Like, I just happen to be a good storyteller. And I use comedy to deal with a lot of pain that I've had to deal with in my life. And right. I've gotten pretty good at that. And, uh, and so, you know, after, you know, it's like anything else. When the marketplace keeps telling you to do something, it's, uh, it's probably a good idea to listen to them and do it. And I wrote a book, but honestly, because of the, the pain and stuff that I've been through, uh, it, it was really liberating to write the book because I actually got to tell the what I consider the real story. You know, there's always multiple sides to every story, but I got to tell the real story. I got to put it in my words. I got to, you know, take it out of the emotions that I have inside of me and turn it into physical print. And, and it, it really was like, to, to not sound cliche, but like closing a, a chapter of my life by writing yeah. That book, man, it was a liberating experience. And in the meanwhile, people that pick it up, they're like, dude, I picked it up. And then uh, three hours later, I was late for work because I couldn't sit it down. So, uh, which which means it's a compelling story to them too, which is exactly why I I wrote it. It's not really a a business, you know, here's how you make money type of of book. It's more of a, a, I don't know, it reads more like of a pulp fiction type of thing, right? Where it's just. a lot of stories that come together. So yeah, I think I went I, than anything else. Yeah, I think I got all the way through this in three sittings, and so that's pretty good because I usually like to digest small chunks at a time and take my time. But this was compelling. Uh, let me ask: while we're on this topic, where besides Amazon can we find this book? Um, that is the only place that that I have it for sale at. It's Kindle and Amazon. Uh, I've got a few books up there right now. Matter of fact, I'm I'm about to write another one next month, uh, which actually would you know just to bounce back real quick on what you mentioned uh in in our last segment there is i'm writing a book called uh i'm probably halfway done at this point called bulletproof business plan and uh, i'm yeah sorry bulletproof business model and um the thing with with building a bulletproof business is at this point i can pretty much say or do anything or hire or fire anybody and and, and, you know, I'm in a hundred percent control and there's really nothing anybody can do to damage my brand because I, I built it on b- being authentic and I built it the right way. Whereas in the past business partners have hurt me or one or two clients gathering together, uh, to, to disappear or something like that could, has, uh, has hurt me as well. And, and now I've got to the point where I've designed each of these businesses that I own to where no matter what you could shoot them, blow them up or whatever. And uh, they're pretty much bulletproof. They're going to keep pushing forward, making sales uh, no matter what. So I'll actually be writing a uh, – I'll be actually finalizing a book probably around March 1st uh, that you'll probably see and be able to get a hold of that's really – if you think my personal side with all the drugs and everything else is pretty wild, imagine all the 
the uh, the you know turmoil that I've gone through <laughs> trying yeah. to build these businesses, going through people too, man. We meet crazy people on the internet, Brian. Don't ever forget right. that. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, and I am really, really looking forward to reading that. So I want to be one of the first to line up for that book. Promise. Yeah, absolutely, man. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk about the birth of your brand, Hardcore Closer. Sometimes when people brand their businesses, they try so hard to figure out what is the perfect brand, what makes me unique, what, what makes me stand out. It, did it flow pretty easily for you? I mean, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> like one of the most common phrases, it, it, today nobody says it to me anymore because they think that it would be like cliche, right? But one of the right. most common phrases before I became popular and and known for the hardcore closer brand was people would always say, "Dude, that's hardcore. <laughs> Maybe you should tone it down a little bit." And <clears throat> because that's me, I've I've had a hardcore life. Obviously, I've been through the the adoption and prison and and all the the problems that I've had in my past. And and it's funny how this whole brand happened was I was kind of angry at the mortgage industry for taking my license away, and I was operating, doing podcasts, believe it or not, for uh, loan officers at this little marketing plan that I'd come up with out of the back of a title company. And inside the title company, there were these little old ladies, you know, they were, you know, 65, 70 years old, probably working the last job they'll ever have. And they, on their business cards, they said uh, closers because they closed the loans for the title company, right? Like that was what they did. And me and my buddy were back there one day having a couple of drinks, you know, trying to figure out what we were going to do with our lives. And he's like, he's like, man, you know what? We're, We're good salespeople. We're closers. I mean, we're not hardcore closers like those little ladies back in there, man. And I was just like, it just hit me. I was like, dude, that's a great name. I wonder if there's a website called that. And we looked it up and there wasn't. And I registered it. And this was uh, June, uh, I'm sorry, January of 2012. And I just kind of kept, you know, I, I started the website and started writing on there as a blog. And, and I didn't really know what I was doing, probably like anybody else. And they get into this, I was just taking action. And it just kind of stuck around. And then one day out of the blue, people started calling me hardcore closer. And I was like, wait, that wasn't what this was all about. But it, it was like, hey, if somebody gives you a really cool nickname, you just run with it, right? Because they might yes. replace it with a really dumb one. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, exactly. So claim the cool one first and keep moving. So I, I didn't fight the public. And you know, here we are four years later just on that particular brand. And we've got 50,000 know, Facebook fans. We've got, a, my, according to Facebook, my posts are seen by roughly 1.2 million people each seven days. Uh, we've got a you know a website that gets that same exact blog that I set up in 2012 gets uh, 350,000 or so hits, unique hits each month. It's already had over 200,000 this month so far, so we may get 400. Um, it's one of the top 100,000 uh, websites in the world, and uh, just four short years of just staying consistent with with having a cool nickname at the same time. But it was really just between me and you and everybody listening. It was really because me and my buddy were kind of intoxicated making fun of the little old ladies that closed loans up there. And That's we awesome. just stole the name from them. So there you go. That's great. And if anyone out there is wondering how Ryan did all of that, we can talk a little bit later about how he can help you if you want to consult with him privately and help him help your business. So let me ask you this. You were one of the pioneers in the social media consulting field. You were wanting to help people do exactly what we just talked about. And even you know, three, four, five years ago, no one had ever heard of social media consulting. What was their reaction when you tried to sell them a, a program that would help them do this? You know, people were not open to it. Matter of fact, uh, people would actually say, I don't want you to come in and talk to my people about Facebook. 
uh, managers would say this to me. I don't want you to come in and talk to my people about Facebook because I need them to work. I need them to be knocking doors. I need them to be on the street. And, and my thought process is this. There's old media, new media. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Like there's traditional radio and then there's podcasts and then there's traditional TV and then there's YouTube. And, you know, there's like there's old media, new media. And I think that there's traditional networking where you drive to an event you have cocktails or lunch or whatever the time of day it is, and you go through that process. Uh, and then there's social media where you don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to spend 30 minutes in your car. You can network online. You can get to know people. And I had this vision uh, back in 2009 when I was getting uh, loans uh, from social media. People say, hey, I see you're doing mortgages all the time, and they would want me to do theirs. Matter of fact, I was fired from my last mortgage job, like this, after I had lost my license, I went to work for a small company uh, doing their marketing and they fired me because they said I, w I made too many videos for YouTube and spent too much time trying to write blog posts and not enough time trying to drum up business. They didn't know I was building a foundation to unleash a monster. And so I had all these assets that I had made. And when they let me go from uh, from that job, then I said, you know what? I'm just going to turn these into uh, uh, I'm just going to do these for other mortgage companies and charge them to be, uh, you know, charge them to come in and me consult them and set all this stuff up for them. But I I but I had a difficult time at first because, again, everybody looked at Facebook as a place to waste time. But I looked at it as a whole brand new media channel that you could live network, like a live living Rolodex that you could communicate with people. And, you know, just I watch so many people come and go in, in this space that have that have tried things. But the difference between I believe what's kept me around and and why most people fail is I've been doing this for so long at this point, even before it was a job, I was doing it personally in my mortgage business. And I believe that when you become prolific at things, you just kind of get used to it. At one time, Brian, you wouldn't believe this, but I wrote for 70 different Facebook profiles, five different posts a day, seven days a week. That was my full-time job. You can't it, you can't manage 70 page and like and shares and comments and private messages and making the posts and everything without becoming super prolific at what people, what gets people's reactions and what doesn't get people's reactions and everything else and 70 different personalities and 70 different sets of friends. And, and you know, because of all that, I, I really got good at this social media thing. And believe it or not, I used to charge people a hundred bucks a month for me to write five posts a day, seven days a week on your profile and manage your incoming questions via Facebook Messenger. Wow. That's and you amazing. know what? People thought that was an insane amount of money, a hundred bucks a month. Whereas now they yeah. pay 20 grand a year <laughs> to, yeah. for me to just tell them how to do it. You know, so exactly. it's, it's uh, amazing. Yeah. We've got about a minute or so to our next break. So let me just ask you a simple question that doesn't probably require a huge long answer. What do you think stops people from succeeding? Um, f fear of loss, right? Like, um, so a lot of us, a lot of us don't feel like we should be successful. We were raised poor. Most of us weren't raised rich, right? We were raised poor, and that's where we think we believe we belong. And upper limits oftentimes will keep you from getting uh, what you want. And then the biggest thing is, what if I get it and lose it? You know, all the time I hear people, you say you're in the career niche, you know, you all the time, it's, what if I get the job and I blow it, right? People right. make up circumstances that haven't even happened or aren't even real yet. Uh, to avoid uh, to to manufacture an excuse not to take action because their fear of losing the what if they don't even have in the first place. I love that answer. That is really profound. All right, we are coming up against our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Ryan Stuman, author of Hardcore Closer, and we will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. 
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Ryan Stuman, author of the book Hardcore Closer. And Ryan, I want to ask you about the power of authenticity. In reading your book, it seems like your businesses really began to take off when you felt completely free to share who you were and what you've been through without regard for what other people thought of you. Does that, does that sound accurate? Your business took off when you decided to be absolutely real? Absolutely. And if, if, if you don't mind, Brian, I'll, I'll get profound with your audience here for a second. Great. You, you see what happens is is when you get real and you you be, become like and when I say real I mean you are in the dark who you are in the light you're the same way with everyone you're the same way with everybody you're not one way to your spouse and kids and one way to the public when when you become the real you and you're that way in front of everybody something happens that 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 a clicks within the universe right because if you're doing the right things and you become the real person that you're supposed to then you don't have to remember the story that you made up i'm sorry you don't have to remember a story that you made up all you have to do is live the story that's unfolding in front of you so when people try to throw rocks against you in my case uh, i'm a felon and and i've had a lot of downs in my life adopted didn't even graduate high school my competition the people that don't like me the haters they can say a lot of things about me but if i've already said it about myself and if I've already got it out of the way and I've already said, this is me, these are the mistakes I've made, but guess what? I've gotten better. Guess what? I've turned it around. I'm a perfect example of what the taxpayers want when somebody gets incarcerated because I've gone in, broke homeless and drug addicted, and I've come out now and I live in the penthouse, the nicest building in Dallas, and I, I gross almost seven figures every, every year for the last couple of years. I'm an exact example, so I use that towards positivity. And when you get real, a, no stone can be formed against you, but B, things start to show up in your life, the things that you wanted, you know, that, that you've worked for your entire life, that the, that the universe starts clicking. And guess what? The best part is all those people that you were trying to please by being fake, they go be fake with somebody else somewhere else. And real people start showing up in your life that are authentic, authentic, that appreciate your authenticity and that you can keep it real with and have deeper, more meaningful relationships than, hey, just please don't discover my lie, you know, yeah. which is the relationship most people live. It's like, oh, you're fake. I'm fake. Let's pretend we're fake to each other. And as long as we'll never call each other out on being fake, we'll just continue on this fake friendship, right? And then when things yeah. get real, they're like, well, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's really interesting. I love that. Let's move on to, to something else because the, one of the central pillars to your business now is your blog, Hardcore Closer blog. Very successful. Lots of people read it. How did the idea for that happen? 
yeah. So like, again, we, you know, I registered the, the website uh, in the uh, title company and at first I, I didn't know how to write. And so, I mean, I knew how to write, but I wasn't like any kind of professional blogger. So I made videos. And um, as I made more and more videos, I got better at video. And then I would, uh, as I had practice writing, you know, a little bit uh, for each one of those videos, I got better. And then I started buying books and programs on copywriting, which I still do. And then I started hiring, uh, you know, uh, other people that do copywriting stuff and, and watching and learning from them. And what's happened over the years is is probably just like your interview process here on the show. It's like you were okay in the beginning, but you're professional and prolific. Now you've got four years worth of practice and having people like me on the air. And it's right. the same with my blog. I've been doing this since 2012. So just like you, I got four years at this point of me practicing, you know, two or three times a week, a certain skill set in this, in this case, writing. And uh, as I've gotten better at it, more people have been willing to read it. In the beginning, I wasn't that good, and not very many people read it. <laughs> they kind of yeah. give me the sympathetic pat on the back, like, way to take action, Ryan, but. <laughs> right. So how did you build such a strong following? Uh, by being authentic. You know, that takes us back to that. I, I, I am who I say I, I am, and, yep. and people get that, and, and people enjoy it because there's there's plenty of sales. Like, there's not a lot of sales trainers, but there's plenty of online personalities that are similar to Joel Osteen. Don't, don't shoot me down for saying Joel, but he's, he's the personality that kind of anybody can line up with him and go, okay, I, I agree with that. He's pretty much impossible to, to disagree with, right? He's got right. a pretty, pretty bland message. And there's a lot of guys out there that have those bland motivational method messages, but mine were real. Mine, most sales guys, man, you know, don't shoot me down again, but we're, we're damaged goods. You know what I mean? We, there's a reason we got into sales and we're not some Ivy League financial uh, consultant with some huge hedge fund. There's a reason why we're out here selling homes and cars and, and mortgages and the things that, that we got to do to hustle and grind our way to the top. And there's a reason we're in sales. And it's usually because we come from humble beginnings and we have sketchy yeah. past. And this was a place that, that we could cut our teeth on. And, and my message resonates with them. They're like, hey, you know what? Dude, you go look on any of my posts where I mention anything. And there's people all the time. It's like, I used to be on drugs. I've been to jail. And I'm at the top of my game. And I'm top producer. And I've got my life together, too. And there's nobody else out there willing to admit that, even though they may have had a sketchy past, except mm -hmm. for me, which allows me to connect with people and, and have a stronger bond with them than maybe the guy that just says, hey, go make some money today on his post every day. Exactly. And you show people or, and teach people how to do a lot of this online marketing. Is that what your Break Free Academy is about? Yeah. So what Break Free Academy is, we actually just wrapped one last, uh, last week. We had one Thursday and Friday. I don't do them very often, once every three months. But it's a, a, a place where people come in, we spend a couple days together, and we build their uh, – I teach them about how it works on day one. And uh, day two, we build their sales funnels and get their stuff together. And by the time they leave, they usually have leads already coming in. And it's usually real estate and mortgage people. And really, I'm scaling that. I'm actually super proud. This last one, I've been doing this for two years. And this last one, I've really put the things in place uh, to be able to scale this. Because what I want to do is I want to have hundreds of people instead of just 10 and me be able to help each one of them with that same level of service to where I only have to do this event like maybe once or twice a year. And now I've started because I've had so many clients and I've had so many success stories that my clients will actually fly in here for free and help me help everybody else alongside. I mean, it's pretty amazing. They've made so much money and they enjoy these events so much that they actually fly down here on their own dime to actually just help me. 
And uh, so I've got a, 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 a pretty good setup now with enough clients that'll fly in and help everybody else to where I really think I can scale this and take on more people. So it's actually really exciting. I love that. That's fantastic. When you can uh, multiply yourself in other people and you have such loyalty between you and them that they will turn around and help you in whatever way you want, that is an excellent idea. That's a great way to scale this is to have graduates of your program come back and be alumni faculty, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about Clixo, and we're spelling that C-L-Y-X-O. This is a new thing that you've developed that helps people consolidate their online profiles. Is that right? Yeah. So, well, uh, good, good. You know, thank you for bringing this up. This is a, a, a thing that's near and dear to my heart. And you, you, right when we did this, maybe it was the last segment, you gave like 15 places for the public to find you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a prime example. You said, you know, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, iTunes. You gave all these, and then you weren't like, find me on Brian K. Wright on Facebook. You said, you know, find you on the name of the podcast there, and then you gave the, the, your personal LinkedIn page. It can get confusing where to find people, especially sure. for those people driving down the street right now uh, that, you know, didn't get a chance to write down where you were or whatever that happened to be cruising through the channels or whatever the case. And so what ClickSo is, is it's a place for you to give out. And, and I got it from coming on podcasts. I got the idea from coming on podcasts like this. And it's a place for you to give out a one URL that has all of your social media channels. That way, if a person uh, wants to connect with you on Instagram, but not Facebook, they can. Or if they want to just follow you on LinkedIn, they can. If they don't, you know, so it just gives you the ability to say, like for me, for example, I say, go to clickso.com. Again, that's C-O-Y-X-O.com forward slash closer. And you can see all of the social media channels that I have. And you can select whichever ones you want to follow me or not follow me on. You can read a little quick bio about me, my website's there, all that stuff. The thing about Clickso is it's a place for people to be found. So what if you came in that intro and you were like, hey, and find me at Clickso forward slash dot com forward slash Brian. And that would have saved you, A, probably 30 seconds worth of airtime. You might have even been able to squeeze in an ad or something like that if that's what you wanted to do. And sure. B, it, it allows the audience to go to one place and find and connect with you. And it's completely free. I will never charge people that have profiles there unless they want to advertise down the road, right? But right now, everything is completely free. It's a place for you to be found. And what I'm doing is I'm creating an opt-in social media search engine. So like the Yellow Pages just gave out your phone number for no reason, right? You didn't have to right. give them permission to. They just did it. Whereas right. I've created something to where if you want to be found, you host all your stuff on on uh, Clickso. And in it's, nothing's mandatory. If you don't want them to go to your Facebook, then you just turn your Facebook off on there. But at least it directs the public where you want them directed to the top 12 social media sites uh, in whichever ones you choose, whether you choose all 12 or you just choose one. That's great. Great. We've got probably about four minutes to our next break. So here's a topic that I want to bring up because in following you and observing you and watching you interact with uh, different people and what you post on, on Facebook in particular, you talk about meeting people right where they're at. Some people in the sales process are just so married to being on the phone, they just can't stand it if they can't connect with someone on the phone. Some people like to email. Some people like to text. You're available and open to doing any and all of the above. I mean, you've made sales by text messaging people, haven't you? I've made sales pretty much every way that you can. Uh, here's here's uh, that you know what that's a great segue here. The way that I feel about 
myself is that I'm a master salesman and there's very few master salesmen out there. And it's not because one person is really good on the phone or one person is really good from the stage or one person is really good, which is usually the case. Somebody is a master, like you said, of one uh, communication modality or another. And what I've done is I've become great at every communication so I can write just like I talk. I can make videos just like I talk. I can I can close through any modality, that whether it be from the stage in a podcast, in a video, through text, through chat. Because here's the thing. The audience, if they're communicating with you wherever they send you that message at, that's where they're comfortable communicating. So why make another sale and sell them away from being comfortable, right? You're not only making another sale to get them from text to the phone, but you're also getting them somewhere where they're uncomfortable. So you've made one extra sale that you didn't have to make, and then now they're uncomfortable, and now you're trying to sell to them. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I read a book called Extreme Ownership by this Navy SEAL guy named Jocko, and Jocko says he wasn't the best runner. He wasn't the best weightlifter. He wasn't the number one dude on push-ups. He wasn't the smartest dude on the team. He wasn't the fastest swimmer, but he was good at everything, whereas the guys that dropped out, they might have been a really good swimmer, but they couldn't keep up running, or another guy might have been... Uh, really good on the demo field with weapons, but he couldn't keep up when it came to running. So there was like nobody was really the guys that would drop out. They're good at one thing or the other, whereas he was right in the middle and just just good at everything. And that was what uh, allowed him to be the, the Navy SEAL, which I consider the masters of everything. And I think the same way with sales. The fact that I'm I can close on any modality makes me a master salesman because it doesn't matter where you toss me a lead up at. I can start that conversation and network with it and take it through the closing process. Yeah. So do you do consulting on that? I mean, because I mean, there is a segment of our population that really probably doesn't embrace all of those modalities. They like just the phone or they like just the mail or whatever the case is. I, I do. I actually have a, a, a training program called Show Up and Close as well. That is, uh, it teaches you how to close across all mecha- modalities. It's a formula, a process, a thought process, and the things that you need to do. It's uh, showupandclose.com, and there's some free videos and stuff like that there. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I have. Uh, for the, the market's like, teach us how to do it. About two years ago, they are like, teach us how you close people on text and, and chat and email and everything else. So I, I put it all into to, uh, to one audio training program. So That's great. Showupandclose.com, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. This has been such a great, great episode so far. We will have one more segment when we come back. My very, very special guest this week is Ryan Stuman, author of the book Hardcore Closer. Find it on Amazon. We'll come right back after the break for one last segment. And we will talk about how to build an online community that is very active. And that's one of the things that Ryan does very, very well. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? 
I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. you do if you won the lottery henry ford once said that money doesn't change a person it simply unmasks them the average lottery winner in the u.s buys 4.5 new cars for themselves or friends and family and 10 percent of winners buy more than 10 cars male lotto winners seem to be more willing to share their winnings with others as they will give money to roughly three friends while female winners typically only share the wealth with one 85 percent of winners choose to engage in hugger-mugger and remain anonymous. What's the word for the anticipation of success? Nicodonia. Whatever you want to call it, Mazuma, Spondylix, Deuterumus, money isn't everything, but it sure keeps you in touch with your children. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Ryan Stuman, author of the book Hardcore Closer, you can find that on Amazon. And while I'm thinking about it, Ryan, where else can people find you and become part of your tribe? Um, the best place to find me is uh, clickso.com forward slash closer. That's C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash closer. Uh, and then you can sign up for a pre- free profile while you're there too. Why not? That's great. And all of your social media profiles are there. And My website we find, and everything. Yeah. And, and we can find your blog there too? Yes, Absolutely. Awesome. So you have a very active online group on Facebook called Sales Talks for Sales Pros. I am in this group and I observe and watch and occasionally contribute. Uh, but this is amazing. You've got such a great tribe. How? Tell us about the group first of all. Then I want to ask you how how do you get something like this started and what are some do's and don'ts of starting an online community? Yeah, good question. You know, I've been growing this group for uh, a little over a year now. I think it was a year old in November. And the the thing with growing a group is a, uh, I'm growing a group of tough guys and an alpha, alpha tough guys and girls in an alpha environment uh, back there. Uh, I really practice a book called the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Uh, and you know, some people it can be used for good or evil. I obviously use it for good, but I practice a lot of the uh, the things that Robert Greene teaches in that book when it comes to group building. Uh, as, as always, I failed a whole bunch of times when it came to building groups in the past. And, uh, you know, I named groups about me or I named groups about uh, something I was up to or something I cared about. And one day I came up with sales talk for sales pros and I added a few of few people that I knew to be sales pros and they added a few more and then all of a sudden we kicked a bunch of people out that weren't sales pros and then we added a few more because there's 7,200 people in that group, Brian. I bet I've kicked out 4,000. 
There are that many people in the group. I had no idea. Yeah, and I bet we, I bet we've probably had eleven or twelve thousand total in there that uh, we've kicked out four thousand. That's one thing that uh, nobody's let me do yet because they're scared of what happened. But I hit people up all the time with big numbers in their group. I'm like, let me come in here and clean house and get rid of about ten thousand of your members and then make this group great again. Uh, kind of like bar rescue for Facebook groups, I guess. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've, we've controlled that really well. And, and I've got two or three admins back there that, that have criteria that they, they look for a few times a day to make sure that that group is a good, clean, fun in the sense of no spam and stuff like that. And yeah. it's a community where, uh, people can, can speak their mind back there. That's about them and not me. That's where I had failed in the past. Like I was saying was making groups about me and this is a group about them, the, the sales community, which I just happen to be a part of and happen to now play the leader of. Uh, thanks to me practicing the 48 Laws of Power. But in, in reality, I built a community around them and not myself, whereas, which is where myself and a lot of other people fail. That is awesome. I love that. So do you have any ideas or suggestions for people who might want to start their own group, but they just really don't know how? Yeah, find out. What, uh, look at other groups in the marketplace. Here's what you do. A, you don't add people from other people's groups. I didn't do that. I, I let people come to this group on their own. Uh, but what you do is is you look in other people's groups and you see what's missing. And then you start advertising on, on your personal page. You make a post saying that I have this group. Uh, you reach out to other people that you know and, and let them know if they have a group and ask people to invite. If you have uh, things like eBooks or if you have things like videos that you can give away or whatever, you invite people to the group and tell them if they'll join that they can have a free uh, video. I do uh, lots of giveaways. If you join my group, I'll give you X, Y, Z of things that are already back there in the group. And, and that gives people an incentive to join and a, and a reason to join. And then what happens is when they join, they check it out and they're like, oh, this is a pretty cool group. Probably, most people are like, this is my favorite group on Facebook. What a bunch of clowns oh, yeah. back here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. That's really great. Uh, how big do you think this group can get? Uh, I don't know. According to Facebook, there's 156 million people worldwide in the sales profession, and we've only got 7,200 of them. Even if we're the top 1%, we're at least going to have 1.5 million at one point, right? Sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's great. So let me ask you this. Uh, what are you most proud of in your career so far? Uh, that I'm still here, really. And and honestly, the Clixo thing is the the – the even if I never make a dime from it, at least I said that I took an idea and I turned it into something. Uh, very few people can do that, whether it be writing a book or anything else. And I think that I'm just proud that that I actually have an invention that I made, even though it's just software and it's really nothing uh, elaborate. Which I think simple things are what what really works these days anyway, and what sells. But just the fact that that one day my kids will be able to look up when I'm gone and. Maybe they'll be with their kids, my great-grandkids or great-great-grandkids or whatever, and they'll be able to look back and go, look, this was your great-great-grandpa on video. What a clown, right? He was so funny, but he made the money that allowed me to start this business, which is what's made you guys the way that you are. And so, you know, I'm just proud that not only am I, I – I'm, I'm still doing this, but I've actually left a legacy because of – just like these interviews for you, they're a legacy that we're – you know, your great-grandchildren can listen to this in the future and hear your voice. The same thing with mine and for generations and generations. We don't get to look back and listen to what our great-great-grandparents look like or sound like on video because it didn't exist. Right. That, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, if you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? Uh, I wouldn't try to master everything. I would 
you know, a lot of people when they're doing the online thing, they want to know about everything. They want to know how to do every single aspect and they get caught up in learning everything. And I would have saved myself a lot of time and headache by just mastering one or two things and then paying everybody else to do what they did best for me. Um, yeah. but instead I, I did all these things myself. I learned to make videos. I learned to blog, which like I said, turned me into a master salesman, but it definitely slowed the process down and, and definitely, uh, kept me from launching as fast as I could have because I had to take in more information because I wanted to really, you know, for lack of a better phrase, master this stuff as opposed to just, you know, sum it out and find somebody who's good at it. So I wanted to not only master sales, but I wanted to master Facebook ads and then I want to master YouTube ads. And I want to, and, and all that took a lot of time away from me where I could have had somebody else done the YouTube ads simultaneously while I was mastering Facebook. That's awesome. That's awesome. So here's a, a question that I don't ask real often, but I, I think for you, I would love to hear this answer because I know that your life has changed so much in the last few years. How has fatherhood changed your life? Um, well, you know, uh, in every way possible, I guess you would say, but you know, it's, it's made me really care more. Like, I feel like I have something to lose. Uh, there's somebody else relying on me in the past. You can always break up with a girlfriend. You can always get divorced. You can always, you know, if you don't owe anybody money, you can always cut ties with somebody and those things, but your kids, your kid for life. And if something happens to me, I'm the breadwinner of the family and my kids, if, if something happens to me, they don't get the money that, that uh, they need to go. Not that money's everything, but money's how they're going to be able to press forward until they can make their own. So it gives me a, a bigger calling. Like I've always thought of my clients as, as kids, right? Like, you know, yeah. Papa Stuman over here but, uh, or Coach Stuman over here, you know. But I, uh, I really think of, of my kids give me a reason to push forward. You know, my, matter of fact, we had to go to uh, – yesterday we're playing laser tag. And we, had to, we live in Dallas. We had to go through the hood. To get there, we had to make a little detour. As a matter of fact, it was where the tornadoes hit too. We saw that as well. Oh. Uh, where the man, that would look terrible. By the way, that you talk about scary. I, I've lived here all my life and never seen nothing like that. And it, and I just happened to pass by it yesterday. I was like, oh my god, that's scary. Uh, yeah. But but we we had to go through the hood, and I mean the hood. If you anybody listening has ever been to Dallas, we're talking 175 and Bear Street. And my son's like, whoa, what is this? He'd never even seen anything like that his entire life. Like, people live there, Dad? Is people still staying here? And I had to explain to him. And, and, and it was kind of a tear, teary moment for me because I'm like, man, my, I, I kind of grew up in this, this kind of stuff. And, and my kid's never even seen anything like this. Right. Can't even believe it exists. So it's kind of a, an, an, an amazing moment. Uh, for me to even explain to him that there's a such person as somebody that's poor, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Not everybody has 10 four wheelers and hoverboards. And <laughs> mm. so, wow, that, that's, that is an amazing moment. You have a hoverboard then? Yeah, man, we got all sorts. You got, you name a toy. We got it. <laughs> that is awesome. Big plans moving forward. What's next for you? You're building click. So anything else beyond that? Yeah, I'm trying to partner up this year with five more businesses. I'm not sure what they are yet. I'm still taking applications. Uh, but I've gotten really good at doing my thing with businesses and helping them grow and uh, partnering up with them. So, you know, I'm looking to partner up with five more this year. Uh, right now I've got a tech company, a uh, consulting company. I have a uh, a real estate company. So, you know, I've, I've got all sorts of different things that I've partnered up with already. Uh, and I'm just trying to grow that portfolio. You know, the thing is, by the time I'm, you know, 50 years old, I'd like to have uh, an ownership in a thousand different businesses and actually be a, a on the board and, and some sort of uh, brains behind a thousand different operations. Right now I'm scaling it at about 30. 
Uh, so I got a long ways to go, but I believe over the course of time and learning to manage and get each one up and running, a thousand is not too far off from a realistic goal. And uh, that's where I'm headed, man, just to adding that's more great. more businesses in my portfolio so I can add more value to the marketplace. I love that you think really, really big. That's really fantastic. So here's the question I ask everyone toward the end of the show. Who inspires and motivates you, Ryan? Um, Elon Musk. Great uh, answer. More than anybody else, just because he's a huge thinker. He does. He came from a, a rough past. Uh, he's uh, came from another country into another country before he even came here, and he's going to change the world. He is literally. You will see in our lifetime. This dude has already done it with the banking system. He's about to do it again with the SpaceX program. He, he's already done it with Tesla cars. You will see that he will literally change and save the world. I believe that with my heart. And uh, I, I believe, you know, as a big thinker myself, I think he's the biggest thinker we have on our planet. And besides being the biggest thinker, he's the biggest action taker because who else says we're going to change the banking system and does it? Who else says we're going to take commercial flights to space and does it? Who else says we're going to stop using gasoline and still have cool cars like that dude? He's done all that. and He's just getting started. He's my age. Yeah, that is fantastic. I love that answer. So one more time, where can we find the book and where can we find out more about you? So find me at clyxo.com forward slash closer. Uh, you can always go to my blog direct, hardcorecloser.com, but clyxo.com forward slash closer will let you uh, find all my social media profiles and everything else. Uh, you can get my book on Amazon, uh, and you can order it directly from there. You can get it through Kindle or physical book if you want, or if you follow me on Facebook, I'm known to give them away from time to time. So Yep. Yep, you ran a contest, and that's how I got my copy. And uh, I'm, I mean, I would have paid for it, but I'm so glad that uh, I'm so happy and grateful that you sent it to me. And we are coming to the end of the show. Any final words of wisdom, Ryan? Yeah, you know, um, especially if you get the book, you'll see. But you, hey, you could be in a bad position right now. I've been in plenty of them in my lifetime. And no matter, no matter what position you're in right now, whether you got a spouse you're having problems with, or whether you're having you know, struggling with a job, money, finances, or anything, just push through, listen to the voice in your back of your head, do exactly what it tells you to do, stay true to yourself and authentic, and if you will stay consistent and keep pushing through, you will get to the end of the race. The human body starts telling you to give up when you're only 40% of the way through. Keep pushing till it's 100. All right, and we are at the end of the show. Thank you, Ryan Steuben, for being a very special guest this week on Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where we will have the most successful and interesting people in the world tell us about their journey to success. Have a great week. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 